Yeah, this, I'm, um, just, I'm just testing levels right now. So, oh, right on, right so on. So if there's anyone like in the comedy scene you want to talk shit about, now's the time. Now's the time. It's <laughs> 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 uh. like, if you don't go to the gym, I'm not even going to swipe on you. And it's like, right. okay. I mean, that's the... That's, that's fun sucking your own dick at the gym. Like. <laughs> With sex toys, intent is key. Don't you fucking get what the guy particle is, you dumb motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to bust your bubble. Yeah. <laughs> And that is like scientifically proven that male's deep voice is more attractive. Uh-oh. <laughs> well, I mean, there's nothing you can do. <laughs> you murder them and you eat their goddamn corpses. Is that necessarily true? No, this is a funny thing. I saw a TJ got picked to do this and I said, I am a thousand times better than TJ. <laughs> like... All right, welcome back to We Are The Strange. This is a podcast where I talk to strange people like myself. I'm your host. Chris, uh, I'm a local comic, if you're local, I guess local's relative. Uh, and my guest today is uh, my good friend Skits. Hello, hello. Fe- fellow comedian. We just got, we actually just got back from a show. Yeah. Um, In Bradley, Illinois. Bradley, Illinois. Spot on Broadway. I like that bar. It like, was... that, that's the kind of bar, when I was a bar fly, I would have hung out in that bar. Absolutely. When we walked in, it's not what we were expecting. Uh... I think most of the places I've been to lately have been rowdy, kind of more like, uh, I'm just going to say, it, it's like more like racist places. <laughs> you know, not not super hip, but this place, they were playing Disturbed when we walked in, which is, yeah. Uh, I was like, man, I haven't heard this song in a really long well, time. And shit, then they cut to uh, uh, a couple songs later on the jukebox. It was, uh, what was it, The Middle? Oh, is that uh, Jimmy World? Jimmy World. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is my high school era just revisiting. Right. It was like uh, it was like a, a blast from the past. I was expecting a bunch of corn later, and they never did it. Yeah. Um, I, I honestly, when I was in high school, I loved corn. Were you big on corn? Oh yeah. I, I was never really I never got on the corn train. That's so weird. Because like I was fine with them. Even but, now, even now, every once in a while, I'll go through a corn kick. Where I'll just, <laughs> they have some great shit. I, I was the weird friend in the friend group who thought Untouchables was a really good album. I loved Untouchables. And a lot of people were like, that's their worst, that's the dog shit. They were trying to be commercial, whatever, whatever. I'm like, it's, a, it's, it's good. I thought they I were super jo- tight during that time. I like Jonathan Davis singing. Yeah, he's got a great... I think he's got a great voice. He's got a distinct voice. Yes, no one sounds like him. No. And uh, his uh, stage presence and everything about him was was oh. always really, really cool. The mic stand that he had fucking... Um, I think a fan custom made that. No, one. no. That was H.R. Uh, Geiger. Or Geiger? Is it Geiger? I the guy who designed the alien. Isn't that the guy... Oh, I thought, I thought we were talking about the guy who poops on people. No, I, that's G.G. Allen. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> no, no. H.R. Giger did all the all the uh, creature designs for Alien and, and a lot of the backgrounds. He also did the creature design for uh, the movie Species. That's, that's so weird because I thought that that was a... I always heard a fan made that for him. Okay. And then he used it forever after that because of it. But maybe he... Maybe Geiger was a fan. Yeah, who knows? And maybe that's what it was. Uh, last time I had you on here, uh, we had so many... You, you, every time you usually have a guest on here, I come up with a bunch of topics to talk about. I mm. do a bunch of research on them and stuff like that. But you were the only person to uh, give me a set of topics ahead of time. 
I did. And yeah. you were the only person where I just did not talk. We did not talk about him at all. We got very busy we, and uh, never yeah. got to it. We talked to, We talked literally about everything other than that. Yeah. So this time, uh, since we're revisiting it... Uh, and it's been a minute, so I don't really remember what I sent to you. Perfect. Uh, I hope everyone can hear that beeping and not, not just having a stroke. Uh, one of the things you wanted to talk about last time was your theories on energy, reincarnation, reincarnation magic and why you worship the moon oh shit it was the last thing on the list that you gave to me and it was the first thing i wanted to talk about okay okay so you have theories on energy in general is that like a ghost thing um somewhat so you know the scientific theories on energy energy can neither be created nor destroyed that kind of a thing right yeah um and all matter is just energy slowed to, you know, uh, a, a state in which it can be observed. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, and we, as, you know, human beings, are essentially still made up of matter, which means we're made up of energy. Right. Right. So when we die, we're still energy, just taking different forms. Yeah. And... So my, my theory on reincarnation, for example, and it's a loose theory. I can't necessarily say that I 100% subscribe to it, but it's as good an explanation for anything as anything I've ever heard. So, you know, you die, you break down, your shit goes out into the world, gets picked up in other things. Right. We have so many people who, when they talk about past lives or, you know, who they were in past lives, that kind of thing. So many of them are famous people, right? They're all like, I was Abe Lincoln in a past life. I was Cleopatra in a past life. And you think to yourself, well, how how the fuck can 20 different people all have been Cleopatra in the past life? Right. Well, if energy dissipates, it's never created or destroyed. It always exists. Okay. In some small part, maybe you were, and... The thing with certain people, certain figures, certain events in history, things like that, is they carry a, a greater, you know, vibration, a greater energy signature, whatever. They lived in a more spectacular fashion. Right. So of all of the shit that makes up your your entire being as it stands today, some part of it that was whatever famous person that was, just broadcasts a little louder Okay. than, you know... Uh, Steve from accounting. Like, (laughs) and that's not to say that Steve from accounting didn't live a fantastic life and, you know, probably had a lot going on, but, you know, again, in comparison to someone who affects history or, you know, has this massive, uh, effect on reality as we know it. Um, I do, I do subscribe to that way of thinking in terms of people, uh, seeing people in terms of energy. Mm. My whole theory with ghosts or uh, ghost paranormal phenomenon is that um, there was something that happened, like a really strong energy of some kind of memory that existed. And Mm. it's not so much a living thing. It's just like the energy from that uh, kind of replaying itself, not necessarily anything sentient. Because I do believe that we all become uh, energy... We're all energy. What is the theory? We're all uh, energy cannot be created, destroyed. We just yeah. become different forms of it, and yeah. then that's kind of like how I see paranormal activity. Like it's it's scary to us because we don't understand what's happening, 
but this is just stuff that kind of happened in, in here in this moment in, uh, in time in space, but a yeah. different time. Well, I, I, I have additional theories in regards to stuff like that. Okay. So, if you think about it, the, the amount of the world, the, the very fabric of reality, beyond the world, the very fabric of reality, the amount of it that we are able to perceive is minuscule. Fair. You know, what just limited to our, uh, you know, our, our five senses. Yeah, our, our, even our level of perception is different than a lot of animals or... Oh, absolutely. Even that. I mean, I've heard theories, I don't know if it's a theory or if it's actual fact, that we don't see all colors that are existing. Oh, no. Well, shit, even from, from you to me sitting next to each other, we are probably perceiving different things. Right. Because the cones, the rods, everything in our eye that registers light and how it's reflected and how our brain interprets it could be wildly different. Now, we both agree that, say, that, uh, what system is that? It's a PS4. PS4. That PS4 controller. I'm doing that's pretty okay for myself. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. <laughs> that, that cherry red uh, PS4 controller there. Now, we both agree that that's red. Right, it is right? red. But I might be seeing red in a very different fashion than you are. Absolutely. And, and we would have no idea because right. we both agree to the concept that that is red. Right. Our definition of red could be different is to us specifically, but uh, since that is our reference point, we, that's what we're using for each other. So you think that looks red, I think that looks red, but your definition of red might look different to you. Exactly. Like, and, I yeah. mean, if you think about just people who have colorblindness right. or anything like that, like, your perception can change wildly based on this meat suit that you wear. Right. But there is so much that we don't perceive. So when it comes to things like energy or even things like magic, we are only perceiving so much of what's actively happening at any given point. Right. There's actually a big misconception on people who are colorblind. Mm. And my friend is colorblind. Uh, her, her name is Emma. Shout out to Emma. Her her main thing she always gets pissed at is that people think that she could see only in black and white. And that's not... <laughs> like, she's no, like, it every just time registers Emma, certain shit differently. Yeah, every time all. she sees... Every time she hears someone say she's like, I'm not a fucking dog. <laughs> all right, yeah. So basically, like, colors look different. Or like, red kind of looks like brown or green yeah. or something, like, depending on your level of colorblindness. Uh, but well, just... I've, I've sat with friends of mine and looked at a, a, a bookshelf of theirs that, to me, is like a seafoam green. Right. But they would swear up and down that it's a sky blue. Right. And there was that whole thing with the that dress. Do you remember that Facebook dress that was oh, either yeah. blue, gold, or black and mild? Uh, it was <laughs> black and blue or white and gold. Oh yeah, there it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's also up there with the Yanni and Laurel, uh, the auditory thing, where oh, people were listening to that clip and right. hearing it differently. There's so many examples of perception not aligning that to believe that we perceive everything with 100% accuracy. And what we consider to be reality is, in fact, reality is a fallacy. Like, right. we, we can't perceive reality no. because everyone is perceiving different versions. Right. Everyone has their own biases. Reality. Or, bi yeah. what is the plural of biases? Biases? Uh, bi 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 <laughs> biases? I feel like I should bi know this. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> but I, I want to say biases. 
Biases sounds Biases? Right. Yeah. Yeah, let's just go with that. Yeah. I'll just bleep it out later or uh, correct us <laughs> when I yeah. edit this. <laughs> but yeah, every, All, uh, everyone's yeah. individual biases. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah, reality is uh, perception. And no, yeah. no one's perceiving it the exact same way as the person next to them. Uh, I mean, we see it in, in comedy all the time. No one is perceiving. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> shit, I mean, way. even just perceiving a moment and then watching a recording of it. And it can right. be wildly different. And even then, you're still only getting that particular angle, that particular amount of you know audio that recorded, that the way the light hit anything in any particular way. We we agree on the broadest strokes of reality. Right. We all kind of come to a consensus, but none of it is real, really. You know. Right. Um. And no, I'm not high right now. Um. <laughs> uh, you also have a theory on uh, reincarnation. Well, yeah, that was the the energy thing. Oh, right, right, right. yeah, yeah. So we're um, reincarnated in, in 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 just energy form because nothing's created or destroyed. So obviously, when we break down, now I mean we can get into concepts of soul and is soul something different? Is soul not energy? Does soul not? respond to the same laws that of would nature be the as anything only, else. That would be the only way I would subscribe to the idea of a soul. I'm not a religious person by any means. Yeah. So if a soul is anything, it would have to be explained by science and energy. And that I would kind of, you know, get. Otherwise, uh, a soul other than that, like, I don't know. I, the mind is the main thing that I kind of subscribe to in terms of personality who I am mm -hmm. uh, or how, how people are deep down it's it's a mind thing not so much I'm not spiritual yeah. at all I, I I it's fine that other people are it doesn't really bother me just like personally um, when I was uh, I remember when I was like 14 my grandma gave me the choice finally to choose if I was going to go to church or not okay and I was like no <laughs> no but then you you know you look at your grandma's face and you're like yeah you know, I have to a little bit longer because <laughs> what she really wanted you to say was, yes, I'll go all the time. Yeah. But that's not what, you know, I was like, ah, fuck, okay, I guess I, I have to keep going and miss Jackie Chan Adventures. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Dude, that was a good show. It was. <laughs> You're not wrong. No, I uh, I was actually raised Irish Catholic. Um, yeah? Sort of. I was raised Asian Catholic. Okay. I don't know if it's the same thing, but um, I was uh, with a lot of Irish Catholics. It's 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 a drunker, guiltier form of Catholicism. Yeah. Is is the Irish version? That, did you go to a, a Catholic school when you were younger? No, um, but I went to Sunday school. Okay. And I oh, went wow. up until my communion, and yeah. then after my communion, my my parents, neither of whom were particularly religious. Uh, my dad was not raised with religion; it wasn't a part of his life. Uh, my mom was raised raised Irish Catholic, and they practiced, which meant she was one of seven siblings. Right. Because the Catholic rule of being fruitful and multiplying. <laughs> and um, not wearing a condom. <laughs> well, yeah, they don't, they don't like those too much. Um, not me either, but for different reasons. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> but, I, so they, you know, they the rule was I had to go to Sunday school, and that was fine. Um, I, got, was... I got free donuts every morning, okay, so I, that's was, I was never upset about it. Um, but then, you know, did my communion. And at that point, I was already like, this is kind of bullshit. And my mom had left Catholicism officially. Really? To become a witch. What, um, at what age? 
Uh, oh goodness. Well, I was I was young, so she probably would have been in her thirties, forties. That blows my mind because people changing their religions that late in the game is like pretty rare. The the main thing that really set it for her was the amount of. Uh, patriarchy that is inherent in Catholicism. Right. Uh, that was a big element of it. Uh, in patriarchy a is a football team? Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I know you're being a dick, but uh, for those listening at home, uh, patriarchy is essentially a, a system of power and authority in which men are always uh, on top, uh, so to speak. Yeah. And... She she wasn't on board with that. In addition to that, uh, there had been some alienation between certain members of her family uh, that also included a statement that myself and my sister were going to hell. You have when, a sister? When I was in grade school. I do. I did not yeah. know that about you. Uh, she's four years younger than me to the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and that means that we were never in school together. We, like... Right, right when I graduated, she'd come in. So we just, we never um, kind of... There's an age gap. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, plus, we're wildly different people. We are night and day. Yeah. Uh, she's more of a homebody, uh, more kind of withdrawn. I've always been a performer. I've always wanted to be out doing stuff. Right. So we just, we're, you know, different people. Um, yeah, that's not bad. It yeah, not at all. Um but yeah, so there was a relative who said that we were going to hell because we weren't all properly doing the church thing, and my, <laughs> but that, you were doing you were weren't you you were going to church? Yeah, though, I mean you? we were going, but we weren't like. So what? Is, the, so, there are members of my family for yeah, whom the church is everything. That's so specific. Like they practically live there. It's not enough to go to church; you have to do it exactly the correct the way. The correct way, yeah, Lord. and it's. It's a thing. Like, I have members of the family who are so into a specific sect of Christianity that, like, men are in charge of the household. Women Ugh. must wear dresses and Ew. not work. Gross. Like, it's a thing. Um, and then there's, you know, all sorts of other wild shit. Um, which was never my family's way. Again, like I said, my dad never really had a religion. My mom didn't really believe and was very, you know, put off by the the nature of, of the religions in which she was, she was raised. So she became a witch and I, <laughs> you say it so casually. Well, I mean, cause it kind of is, so... it's, it's that old school religion, you know, <laughs> you all about, see... all about the trees and the, the fucking, <laughs> you know, the moon and the stars and shit like that. Right. And so I tried to follow her along a little bit okay. in that, um, but I found that she was swinging, and a lot of you know neo Wicca, neo paganism swings very hard to the the goddess and ignores all things masculine and just swings real hard feminine. And I also yeah. found that to be kind of exclusionary. Right. Um, yeah. So I I didn't follow full on into that path. I uh, drifted off into Buddhism for a while. I like I like the concept of Buddhism. When I was researching a lot of religions, Mm. Buddhism resonated with me the most. There's a lot of very cool Buddhism. I don't know what particular style of Buddhism you were into. I was Zen. That's where I kind of settled into. It was mostly pop punk. 
Okay. No, no. I, I uh, no. It was just like from what I read, it was just like every all, all life is sacred, and that was I. I kind of dug that. Yeah. Um, there, there's a lot of. I mean, any religion you can pull a lot of really cool stuff out of. It's all of the extra that goes along with it. Like the basic yeah. tenets of most every religion is just be cool. Um, but then people want to throw a whole bunch of caveats to that. They're right, like, yeah. Well, be cool. Be cool. But, then, but along with the shit that I personally yeah. am into. Be cool, but don't be gay. Yeah, don't be gay no, or don't no eat. meat on Friday. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, that right, whole shit. Jesus do you, Christ. Do you know why no meat on Friday for Catholics? Okay, this, so this is what I, uh, I think I know is, is basically they were trying to push fish. Yes, and so, uh, it was like all the fish markets wanted to uh, sell more fish, and so the, that's basically where it stemmed from. Basically, the 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 thing was uh, a lot of the the you know societies in uh, Christianity and and Judaism and whatnot at that time, um, fish was the main uh, protein source because they couldn't keep meat. Meat right. wouldn't last. They didn't have fridge when fridges when Jesus was around? Sadly, no. Um, <laughs> so if, if they were going to eat you know, a meat every day, it was going to be the catch of the day coming right out of the sea. Right. And so fish was huge. Well, then there started to be ways of curing meat and storing meat and you know, making kind of proto-jerky and things of that nature. So meat was able to be kept for longer. So meat started to become more of a staple of the diet because, well, fucking meat, pretty good. You eat meat, right? I do. Okay. I do. Um, you could stay. <laughs> not that they're like I, I never care. Like eat what you want. Yeah, no, I, I never care. Yeah. Honestly, I've I've dated a lot of vegetarians and vegans, and they've never bothered me about eating meat. I really don't care, and I, they don't care. No one cares. I dated one who cared. Really? Yeah. Have you heard my my bit about? Um, uh, the the girl I was dating carried mouthwash and would make me oh. wash my mouth out because she didn't want to taste death. Did you talk about that on your podcast? Because I listen to your podcast like, um. every every second that you post it. <laughs> I don't know if it's been on the podcast. It's definitely I've I've done the bit. I think I did it at at Josephine's post Burbies. Okay. So you might have heard it there. I've been working on the. Oh, I did it to so emo. Okay, that's where yeah. I heard it then. Yeah. Um. I just did so, that show with you. So that's, it's not a bit. It's a legit, uh, I, I dated someone who made me rinse my mouth out because she didn't want to taste death when she kissed me because she was that kind of vegetarian. Dear Lord. Um, and I mean, it, I played along. It was fine. Whatever. Is it? Is it fine? It's, it's not the most bizarre thing that I've ever been asked to do when dating someone. That's fair. So, you know, it's fine. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so when meat started to become a thing, they changed the rules. So it was like, because the, the fish markets were like, Hey, we're going under fucking help us. And so the church was like, all right, cool. Uh, fish on Fridays. And that's legit all it was. You think they knew later on that they were going to be pushing fish McDonald's fucking fish fillets? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? All right. Because no one Con- fucking no one fucking orders those. No controversial stance. The fish fillet fucks. Dude, I love the fish fillet. The fish fillet is so good. Dude, I light eat on the sauce. I uh, they yeah. they go heavy on the yeah, sauce. Yeah, I don't like uh, how much sauce they put on. I yeah. usually wipe that shit off. But I just fish fillets in general are really good. But the problem yeah. is no one's fucking ordering that shit. Yeah. So half the time when I order them, they're like all freezer burned. 
Because they're old oh. as fuck. Because no one's ordering them, but like me and you. <laughs> That's it. I, I swear to God, every time I order them, there's like a weird pause. Like, what are you talking about? It's like not like Good Friday. Yeah. And I, I'll, cause I'll order them just like whenever, every once in a while, and they're freezer burned as fuck every yeah. fucking oh. day. That's unfortunate. I've I've been lucky. I've yet to have a freezer burned. They're one. super good. Sometimes just to fuck with them, I or, I try to order a double fish fillet. You oh, know, just you know how they have a double quarter pound. Yeah, they don't have it. But just I was put like, another. Yeah, put another stack on there. And I'm like, listen, you have the fucking ingredients. <laughs> just give it to well, me. Well, that's where you just ooh, you got to go to one of those McDonald's that's the touch screen thing where you can build your own sandwich. Can you do that? Yeah, I know they have. a Oh, you can make menu. like a six patty. Fucking burger. Yeah. And as long as you're willing to pay for it, you can do oh, yeah. whatever the hell you want. It's not like it's... You say that, but it's like it's not like it's fucking expensive. Like, you can get like... Well, no, you're still spending, you know... Maybe if you make the monster burger, it, like, what? ten bucks. Yeah, whatever. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. does not matter. Uh, let's go into uh, a segment. Actually, do you want to you wanna swap segments? Sure. Yeah. Since uh, <laughs> yeah, since my pocket, let's, let's get weird with it. Uh, so instead of misconnections, let's do a, a tarot reading. Okay. Since, uh, <laughs> and then uh, and then I'll do a, a misconnection on yours. Is that, yeah. Is that, yeah. Hell yeah. It's weird. Just mess with the format a little bit. So this is this is going to be part one, I guess, of the when do you when do you release? I'm gonna release. What day is it today? Friday. Uh, I mean, technically Saturday, but yes, Friday. Yeah, he's super fucking late. Uh, tomorrow, tomorrow morning. Okay, so yeah, this could be part one. Okay. Cool. So this is part one of a two-part. Uh, to get part two, you're going to have to listen to the Trash Fire of Talk podcast. Right. It's like all that DC Universe bullshit that they do. Like, we're trying Dude, to Dude, are you watching that crossover that. event? No, because I, I they burned me once before with the Arrowverse bullshit, and they're dead to me now. I kept, I kept trying to follow one yeah. fucking storyline, and they're like, all right, this is continued in the Arrowverse. I was like, well, I don't watch that fucking show, but fine. Then I watched the Arrowverse, and they're like, this is continued in the... Okay. The other one was, I was like, oh, you guys are fucking killing me. And then it, it, when I tried to continue into Supergirl, I was like, I'm not watching any of this anymore. That's that's fair. I'm only, I've never watched any of the series, but I've just They're, absorbed enough yeah. from the zeitgeist that I'm just watching the crisis event. It looks cool. It's very cool because they're bringing honest. people in from other shows. I love that they brought the dude who played Constantine back. Because Constantine was my shit. That oh, a, dude, that was a good show. I wish it would have lasted. But they've got him doing the voice in all the animated movies. And, and they brought awesome. him back for the crisis. Yeah. So, um, all right. Before we get into this, what is your thought on the fact that they're saying to understand the next series of Marvel movies, you're going to have to have Disney Plus and you're going to have to watch the, the Marvel series on Disney Plus? That's fucking bullshit. That being said, I have it and I'm fine. <laughs> I already have Disney Plus for the Mandalorian, so I don't fair. really give a fucking shit. But I think that's fucking bullshit to do to people. Uh, and also, uh, I honestly don't think that's going to be true. I, no I hope cares. it's not. No one cares. And if not, just come over here and then you can watch the fucking shit with us. I mean, worst case, I'm sure I can just read the Wikipedia article. And yeah. it'll probably 
I want to watch the shows, but I don't. I, and I know I can get a Disney Plus like that. It's not. Yeah, yeah, it's no, not a it's problem not a big to deal. get it. But if you don't want to but, pay for it, you can come over here. The only thing is, I I don't invite people over when I watch Mandalorian just because I do scream every time I see Baby Yoda. <laughs> I'm one of those assholes. I, it's so weird. I'm not that kind of guy. Like I don't really like kids. Yeah. But when I fucking saw Baby Yoda, I was like, I will kill for well, you. That, that's more like a kitten. <laughs> yeah. Than it is a kid. It's a kitten that could fucking crush you with its mind. Yeah. yeah. And that's why I like it. <laughs> that I can I can appreciate that. I haven't started Mandalorian yet. I hear great things. My DVR is so full of nonsense. And yes, I realize I just said I'm watching a crisis crossover event yeah. of shows I don't even watch that's all while having a DVR full of shit that I don't watch. <laughs> There's too many shows. There's I'm, not I'm time. behind on Mr. Robot by an episode or two. I'm behind on Vikings by an episode Plus, or two. You're one of the most busy people that I know. So I try I, to stay that way. The, yeah. So the <laughs> the fact that you don't get to watch your television shows makes a whole lot of sense. To yeah. Oh, uh, people try and still engage me in wrestling talk and really. Oh yeah. And like I, the shows or just the the local stuff. Uh, I mean yes. Um, <laughs> mostly a lot of the TV stuff, and I have to tell people I'm like I haven't I haven't watched like really watched in so long. Yeah. Um, cause I just, A, I left the business, so I don't have time. Um, and I also don't have the inclination yeah. <laughs> cause I left the business. Fair. Um, all right. So I'm going to shuffle these about to my skill level of shuffling. It's not terribly important. All right. So I'll let you pull. Really? Yeah. Oh shit. I am fucking so, honored. That's so fucking awesome. So in this episode, we are pulling from the This Might Hurt Tarot deck by Isabella Rotman, who is a local Chicago artist. Uh, you can find Isabella at uh, This Might Hurt. I think there's some underscores in there uh, on the on the Instagram. But yeah, just look for This Might Hurt Tarot, and I'm sure you'll be uh, able to find it very easily. It's a gorgeous deck. I'm a huge fan. And yeah, you showed me earlier at the bar, and it- this is the one you showed me at the bar. Yeah, yeah. I I love the artwork. I love the fact that it comes with its own guidebook because I am novice level at best. Um, but let's let's have you just kind of feel the deck, move it around a little bit, get a feel, and when when a card jumps out at you, that's the one we'll do. Um, and then we will use that to kind of talk about uh, what uh, what to what to think about in the week going forward. This one. Can I flip it over? Yeah, flip it. All right, so we have got the Six of Wands. Uh, While I find the page, do you want to describe the card? All right, uh, we're looking at... uh, uh, There seems to be some lady on a bike, but there's a... And she's holding uh, a long stick with a wreath at the end of it, and people in the background are holding the other five sticks... Um, she's the only one with the, that has a wreath, though, so I find that interesting. Uh, also, she's wearing a wreath on her head. She's really, uh, you know, kind of very. Seems she she seems very boastful. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, so here's reading from from the guidebook, uh, which again came with the deck, and I'm so grateful for that. Uh, Six of Wands, public recognition of victory. So uh, uh, Isabella writes here. Uh, Congratulations, you're a winner. The Six of Wands depicts a victory parade complete with laurel crown and victory wreath. This card depicts public recognition of triumph or reaching a major creative milestone. 
Not only have you succeeded, people know it. Uh, if it's a Six of Wands moment for you, enjoy it. Get that external validation. You've worked hard to achieve whatever it is you have achieved, so let your confidence grow. If imposter syndrome is preventing you from basking in the glow, throw it right out the door. You've shown everyone that you deserve this victory. Let yourself believe it as well. All of this being said, pay attention to where the Six of Wands is positioned in your spread. Now, granted, we haven't done a full tarot spread, but uh, this is still a warning to keep in mind. Uh, Six of Wands, uh, is it an omen of victory or a suggestion that your goals are based on others recognizing your success? Public recognition is wonderful when you earn it, but it's not great as a motivating desire. Even at its most pure and glorious, the Six of Wands doesn't mean that you're done. Take the time to revel in your many laurels, but don't rest on them. Enjoy the moment, let it fuel your confidence, and keep going. So that is from the guidebook. So basically, you're having uh, either you as an individual are having a moment where whatever you're doing, you're being successful at it. And it's reminding you to celebrate that and recognize your victories and count them when you have them. Uh, if you are dealing with imposter syndrome, which I know, especially in the performance realm, uh, is definitely a thing. I know plenty of people who feel like... What's, uh, what's imposter syndrome? So imposter syndrome is basically when you feel like you're always waiting for the other shoe to drop. Like, I can't believe they're letting me do this. Don't they know I'm a fake? Oh, like that oh, is yeah. imposter syndrome, and <coughs> I think me. I think I've heard you talk about this before. I can't remember either on a podcast, in conversation, or at shows. Uh, it's definitely something I've I've talked about uh, on on the podcast before. It's it's an easy feeling to fall into when things are going well and you have any sort of self doubt, and it's easy to spiral that into. One of these days, they're going to realize I don't really belong here. Just more born out of insecurity. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or or even just, I mean, self-doubt isn't necessarily an insecure thing, but it, it, it can just be bred of, you know, not feeling like you necessarily deserve okay. everything. Um, have you have had a moment of imposter syndrome? Where you oh, felt I, like I have plenty of them. Really? Uh, oh, really? All the regularly? Like, uh, not, not super regular, but Good. but enough. Yeah. Um, you know, you have a success, and you go, "Wow, me over anyone else," or or you're you feel like you're invited to the table, and you're just waiting for them to find out that like you're not as cool as they they seem to think you are, or you're not as talented, or right. you just lucked into it. Okay. Um. And I often feel like I kind of luck into things. And I realize, you know, you do make your own luck. You know, you, you, build, you, you build a reputation or you're in the right place or you connect to the right people or you just be genuine. Uh, and that can open so many doors for you. Um, but you also like to imagine that there's skill involved. And sometimes if you're like, well, all the right pieces fell into play. Was I skilled enough to earn this or did I just kind of fall into it? Okay. And, you know, you have those questions. Um, so you do have those, you've had those moments before. Oh, absolutely. Shit, when I was nominated for 
uh, all those fucking burbies. I was like, that's... God, you were nominated for so many. That's absurd. <laughs> that's absurd. Um, no, but that's... I uh, won that's, zero, for the record. Yeah, but at the um, same time, but, to be nominated for so many at once was yeah, insane. That's it's, awesome. It's wild. And I, and I was like, wow, that's absolutely insane. And someone had to take me aside and, and remind me and be like, you had a motherfucker of a year. Because last right. year, I was nothing. As far as, like, comedy goes. Right. Um, this year, I was very fucking busy. Right. And so it's yeah. like, yeah, you did the most and just kind of blew the fuck up for this moment. Right. And, you know, the thing about moments is they pass. Um, and yeah. And I mean, always all... having that in mind is like, yeah, I'm, I ain't shit. You know, in the grand and in the grand scheme of things, none of us. It's are. important to keep that in mind. Yeah, it's not a bad thing either no, to acknowledge no. that. You know, uh, it, it's the it's the 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 fine line between uh, staying humble or thinking poorly. Right. And you know, making sure that that there's an amount of and I realize we talked about the nature of reality being you know flexible, um, but the the Finding the the real balance between self-image, external image, and, and all of those things. And, you know, especially, I have a depressive mind. That's, um, yeah. I've, I've been diagnosed with depression. I have PTSD. I have traumatic brain injuries. There's a lot of bad wiring. Right. And so it's very easy to kind of fall into beating myself up over shit or, or you know, uh, thinking less of myself. And so just trying to remind myself, like the like the card is saying, you know, if you're having victories, celebrate them. You know, recognize, yeah, I did a thing, it was cool, it was awesome, and I'm allowed to feel good about that. Because I know that's another thing, you know, especially in circles of performers, uh, jealousy can be a big thing. Yeah, but and, that's for more of the, like, the weak-minded people. Well... Yes and no. I, I I try not to ever beat people up about jealousy really? and, do you, and things like that. At the same time, do you find yourself getting jealous of people who are getting booked on shows and stuff like that? In in not necessarily. I don't think jealousy is bad. In but it's more like why not me and why them is the mentality that I don't appreciate. I I will look at something more akin to my my thought press process with regards to bookings and stuff like that is if someone's booked over me for a spot whatever the spot is whatever the show is uh a was i even vying for it like i don't know how anyone got anything so it would be weird right. for me to be like fuck that person which makes it all people do get fucking weird about yeah. that and it's not like you did you sub did you submit to that show well, and, no and, so and why even that even that if i sub or if i submit for a show Sure. And I don't get it. And someone else does. That person is what they were looking for for that particular yeah. show. No reason that you should actually care is not, you know, say anything about you. Yeah, because no one... Doesn't matter. I I ideally... Actually, one of the, the Burby nominations I was most proud of was most original. Because for me, that's... That is a good one. That's everything. Like, if you are an original doing your thing, um, then... If you're not picked for a thing, it's because the thing you do wasn't a fit for that thing at that moment. Yeah. 
And that's fine. That is a yeah. hundred percent fine. No it one happens. owes anyone a platform. I know that's another right. thing I harp on all and the time. And I don't time. want someone to put me in a position where I would be on a show where I'm not, oh, I should not be there. Please oh, do not put sure. me on a show that I would not work on. Yeah, if I'm a bad fit for your <laughs> show. Like, you're probably not going to put me in a staunchly conservative biker bar on cop night. Right. Like, that's not necessarily going to be... That said, I've had some shows where that seems like kind of the vibe, and it winds up being wildly wrong, and I misread the room, and everyone is super cool. So, I mean, you can't always judge books by the... But you know the room you're booking if you're booking the room, ideally, if you're booking the room. You know if you want what I do or not. Uh, it was the same thing when I was a wrestler. I was a very specific type of wrestler. I was a comedy wrestler. I was never giving you the best, you know, in-ring matches. I was not jumping off anything high. I wasn't bleeding all over the place. I did comedy spots. Right. I kept the crowd happy. I threw confetti. I had moments. <laughs> and then I went about my day. Now, if you didn't want that on your show, you didn't book me. I take no offense to that. Fair. It's yeah. not what you wanted. Um, so, yeah, I, I never worry about it. That kind of stuff. I'll have moments where it's like, oh man, I wish I had gotten that. Sure, yeah. But, that's, but that's I'm never like, human, fuck the person who no, did. No, yeah, absolutely not. If that person got it, good for them, no matter what. Yeah. Even if I don't like that person as a person, I'm always like, good for them. Yeah. No matter what. You, you did a thing. Hopefully you didn't have to fuck over too many people to get it. Right, but honestly, can you even fuck anyone over in this industry in terms of shows? Like you, I, I feel like not at our level. Not I don't yeah, think. it's like you get a show, or, or you don't or get a you, show. If you're if you're doing it at our level, th 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 there's a problem. Right, like, yeah. there's more than enough room for all of us. This isn't right? like fucking role rules or anything. Where like we're no. in, we're in positions to fuck people over. Yeah. Like either you get a show or you don't. It has nothing to do with anyone else. Really, no one has any other say. Of you getting on a show besides you and the booker. Yeah. That's it. Um, but yeah, so... What, what were we on? Oh, right, no, the car. About, we were talking shit about David Sitko. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, you know what? Props to Dave. I, Dave was... Uh, Dave got on the... Uh, uh, yeah, let's talk about Dave Sitko. He got on the, the Comedians You Should Know thing. And, yeah, did he? Yeah, How uh, did he do? I don't know. I wasn't there. Um, we... We dropped him off and then bounced out to some other mics. I did just fine. I was, I was. <laughs> I wish Dave listened to my podcast. He probably doesn't. Uh, I mean, who doesn't? It's yeah. a great podcast. If you listen to I'm my podcast fan. and you talk to Dave, please tell him that we were talking shit about him. Wait, uh, what's this we shit? <laughs> well, you're right. Uh, I, Skits was talking shit about Dave Sicko. Oh, I was defending Dave Sicko, as I normally do. Oh. Nah. <laughs> I have enough people saying that I talk shit, which is wild. We will save that for yours, and I purposely did not talk about that, because okay. I want to save it for yours. I am being Groovy. a gentleman and giving you the better topic. Oh, shit. Because <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, that was off I, I appreciate that. Uh, do you have anything so to that, plug tonight? Um, oh, I... Uh, if, the, if this is out Saturday, yeah. uh, tonight at 7 p.m., I will be at Toasted, mm -hmm. uh, which is a, a show uh, in the city run by uh, Gina and Sharon Palm. Um, for info on that, look up Toasted on uh, Facebook for the event, or just follow my social media. I'll be posting about it. Uh, my social media is at Skits Jones, S-K-I-T-Z-J-O-N-E-S, 
all one word. Uh, I have my own podcast, The Trash Fire of Talk, in which po- uh, episode two of... Uh, of our, <laughs> we're doing, or, a, we're doing our the, own identity, the, the, our crisis event. Yeah, this is our major crossover. <laughs> Wouldn't that be some shit? Like, there are so many killer podcasts happening in this scene. I would, yeah. Like, even just to have a network that we're all... That's actually an idea that Brad Stupik had earlier, and then he uh, never followed through with. So, Brad, if you are hearing this, you're probably not. Uh, continue with that. Also, start your start up your podcast. Yeah, drop again. another episode of Stupendous. Yeah, that and then Brendan Weaver also <laughs> doesn't fucking do that. Uh, next week, uh, I'm in Love's Park at Town Hall on the 18th. Demarcos, how do you say his last name? Marcos. Marcos Lara. Lara. Marcos Lara. Uh, his shows are fun. Uh, that'll be all the way out there. Loves Park is closer to Rockford. And then on the 26th, I'm doing SNF at Two Brothers Roundhouse. Uh, you got that? God damn it. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm a real piece of shit. And uh, those people are just always fucking nice to me. Uh, even though a bunch of their names were <laughs> mentioned in a very mean letter today. Uh, but those, part two. Those, yeah, we, will, we will continue that part two uh, on the arrow. Uh, <laughs> uh, Skits, thank you so much for coming out. Oh, absolute pleasure. All right, I'll see you guys next week.